Well, praise the Lord. God bless you this evening and welcome to the Tabernacle of the Living Wednesday, Wednesday Night Wisdom for Life Bible Study. I'm Pastor Wells and I'm excited about what God is doing for us, with us, and through us, and in the midst of us, regardless of what's going on around us. I know I say that every week because it's a fact. But listen, it's good to be saved. It's good to be in your right mind. It's good to have God on your side. Because you can't trust man. As we all know, man will renege on you quicker than you can count to five. <laughs> but it's a blessing to be saved and a blessing to know God for yourself. In the midst of everything that's going on, it's a blessing to know God. I want to thank God for everybody that listens to the Bible study, watch the Bible study, our Sunday service and podcast that we do. And I'm excited about what God is doing. And I trust that God will continue to bless you and meet the needs in your life and bring deliverance to where needed in your life. And I'm just excited about that. Bow your head for a minute, for a moment, for a moment please. Ooh, pray along with me. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I come before you in the behalf of those listening to the broadcast tonight. Oh God, watching the broadcast, Bible study broadcast, as it's your save, deliverer, and make free. Break the yokes in their lives. Meet the needs in their lives. Change the things that's going on for them and improve their lives and the lives of those that are around them and touch the minds of people that's discouraged and, and don't know what to do. Touch them now in Jesus' name. Amen. Get your Bibles. Okay, Sister Wells. Tonight I want to talk to you about tithes. I want to talk to you tonight about tithes. I want to talk to y'all tonight about tithes because tithes is something that is your responsibility. Now, I generally don't talk about tithes or anything. In fact, I don't think I ever done any type of service, Bible study or preaching service on tithing. But tonight, I was, I was working on preparing a message, but that message is for Sunday. So I, just, I went back and looked over about this tithe. Can't even say, when did I originally do this? I was supposed to do this message Bible study lesson uh, about uh, eight months ago. So tonight, I want to talk to you about tithe. And I want you to understand what tithe is. Don't run away and say, oh, no, I got to get away because you're talking about tithe. No, don't go away. Just listen. I want you to learn something tonight. No, I'm not trying to get you to give more money because if you ain't been giving, then you won't be getting, you're not going to get more anyway. That's <laughs> how it don't matter. Okay, Sister Wells, go with us to Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. And let's talk about tithe. Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, because it's something that we really need to understand what God really has to say on the subject. I'm not talking about what man has to say, because man has a lot of things to say, like, give me your money. Hurry up, too. I need a new car. I need a new house. Oh, but it, you know, these preachers hear all this crazy stuff. Okay, Sister Wells, Matthew chapter 6, verse 33-33. Uh -huh. You have to um continue to get to know the Lord. You have to continue to fast, pray, just do things. You know, when you're a babe in a, a babe in Christ, 
you tend to do these things more. And as sometimes as you become, the, right. longer you, you, the longer you're saved, for some reason, it starts to deplete somewhat, you know? Mm, that's but, true. But yes. the Bible does say, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. So um, living holy, uh, living a, um, a clean life um, unto the Lord. So his righteousness, because we know that God is holy. And then it says that all these things, should, and then it says, and all these things. So things could be, um, you, you need a new job, uh, a home, um, health, mm -hmm. better health, uh, just uh, your family, you know, to become saved. Uh, That's a good one. Just, you know, it says things. So mm -hmm. it's whatever things you need or you desire shall be added. Okay, look at that verse. It says, seek, but, but seek ye first the kingdom of God. When we first get saved, we're trying to find out when we get really get saved. We're trying to find out. We'll start seeking after God's kingdom. We start reading our Bible. We start asking people questions because we want to know what the Bible has to say about X, Y, and Z. I said, this is when we first get saved. After we get saved, we've been saved a few years. We start doing our own thing. And nobody can't tell us something because we know more about God than God. Here we go. So the whole thing is the scripture says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Now, that's the hard part, folks. You got to seek God according to his word for his righteousness. And the only way you're going to know, get to know what his righteousness is through reading his word and learning it for yourself. Uh, that's the only way you're going to learn God's righteousness and what he, what his righteousness is. And then it said, all these things shall be added unto you. Now, it doesn't tell you what all those things are. Now, listen to this. We're talking about time tonight. Time. Now listen to this. Listen, listen to this. Seek it first, the kingdom of God. It also means seeking... First, the kingdom of God on how the how you can help build up the kingdom of God. Some people can help build up the kingdom of God by paying a tithe mm -hmm. and offerings. We're gonna get to that. We're gonna get we're gonna get to a little more on that. But um, that's so the seeking first the kingdom of God, the things regarding the kingdom of God, and that's what you gotta you gotta see the things regarding the kingdom of God, the things regarding the kingdom of God. <clears throat> You're going to read the Old Testament. You're going to see where they were given offerings and tithes and different type of tithes and different type of offerings. So you're seeking the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then it said all these other things, all these things shall be what? Added unto, Added unto who? You. That's it. See, I keep trying to get people to understand that salvation is not religion. It is a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and God the Father and with the Holy Ghost. It is not being religious. It is not going to church every Sunday. It is not. It is not. I don't care what no preacher tell you. The Bible never said that you were supposed to go to church every day. He said, fail not to assemble together. That's what he said. You can serve God every day. Every single day. You can go to church 
and you can serve God. You can go home and you, you're supposed to be able to serve God 365 days a year, not just in the church, not just when they have a service. Stop being a hypocrite and truly get saved and get real salvation, not religion. So the scripture said all these things will be added unto you, all those things. Now check this out. Everybody has their thing that they need to be added to them. Did you hear me? Check this out. Some people things are new Cadillac. Some people things are is a new Mercedes. Some people things are a new apartment, a new couch. I'm serious, a new refrigerator. The Bible said all these things shall be added unto you. It didn't say what. It could be all these things. The Bible said he that findeth for wife findeth for good what thing. Well, well, I'm only giving you what the scripture says. Don't get upset with me. Don't be calling me now thing. I'm calling you what the scripture says. Now you go argue with him. Have fun doing that. But the Bible said all these things. That's why a lot of men marry women. They run around and cheat on them and unfaithful in their heart towards them. And don't look after them when they're sick and not well. And it's the same thing with men. Women marrying men that are unfaithful to them. It's not, don't take care of them. People get mad at me when I say, I'm only giving you the scripture. I didn't write it. I didn't write it. Don't come come my house, try. I'm gonna shoot you because you told me that you calling me a thing. I ain't I ain't got nothing to do with it. I didn't write, I'm only the messenger. Don't shoot the messenger. <laughs> Go to the man that had it done. Go after him with your gun. I hope you get past uh, one of them angels. Might be dead before you even get to think about it. But the Bible said, all these things will be added unto you. All those things will be added. All those things will be added to you. That's why I tell women and young men, wait on God to give you a husband or a wife. Know what you're asking for. Know what you're, know what, understand what you're asking for, beloved. Understand what you're asking for. The Bible said all these things will be added unto you. But you got to first seek the kingdom of God. Seeking the kingdom of God, meaning help maintain the ministry that you belong to, number one. First, then you help other ministries. That's right. Amen. You take care of the ministry. I'm, I'm realistic. I'm honest. I tell people, take care of the ministry you belong to first. And then be a blessing to us if you can. I don't care if a person sent me. You know, one time somebody gave me a penny. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. Somebody gave me a penny. They thought I was going to say, I don't want that. No, if you give me a penny, somebody go give me 99, 99 more pennies, and I'm going to put it in the church account. That might sound silly to some people. Say, oh, you're a poor preacher. Has nothing to do with poor. It has to do with what the scriptures say. The woman gave all she had. Go read the scriptures. See, when we follow the scriptures, we're going to come out on top. Somebody gave me a dollar one time. I hear the dollar for the ministry. I said, oh, praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. They said, what are you jumping up and down for? You been in the ministry with a dollar. I'm excited about it. I could do more. I'll pay some of these bills. 
No, everything I for the me online is not free. No, it's not. It's not. I pray for the, the streaming service that we're using right now. I pray for the podcast. I pray for the TV broadcast, and I really need help. But that's not what the message is about me. I'm just talking about tithe to help you better do what you're supposed to do in your ministry and for yourself so you prosper. So the scripture has said in the, oh, the first scripture, Matthew 6.33, says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. you got to follow that. Whatever those things that you need, they'll be added unto you as you seek God. Come to Bible study. Come to Sunday service. Or you go to your church that you belong to on Sunday. I hope he's preaching the truth or she's preaching the truth. Because if they ain't telling you the truth, then you ain't getting nothing. You just going there wasting your breath. You just going there because you like going there. I know somebody that was doing that. When I first got saved, there was a letter, lady coming to the church that I was going to. And nobody knew she wasn't a member of the church. She was. She went to her church she was belonged to. Paid a tithe and then came over to the church. Yes, she did. She did it for years. On my case, I would never, I never even thought about becoming a member of the church. I'm not going to lie to you, I didn't. To one day, Pastor Washington, the Pastor Washington was having, they were having a minister's meeting for people who had felt they had a call of God on their life. So I was all excited going to the meeting. And I went to the meeting and then they gave me the, the sheet with what the requirements were. To be a part of this meeting to learn, you know, if you call a God in your life. And I filled the top one. Everything else, I was fine. The first one was you had to be a member. So Apostle Washington said to me, Bernard, you're not a member? I never thought about being a member. You, he said, you involved in all this stuff. In this. I, was, I was involved in a lot of stuff in the church. I was in this and that, the other street service. But I wasn't a member. I had to become a member. Then the next year I went to, uh, next time they had a meeting, I went. However, next time they come back. Okay, but you are to do your part. I'm serious. I understand how my pastor felt now. People will come to the tabernacle just to be around all the people. They come, they come, and wouldn't put a diamond off and help the ministry to keep it with a big church. Don't keep the lights on or nothing. But when they were sick, they would over there ask the pastor Washington to pray for them because they know he could get a prayer through. That's not right. That's not right at all. Okay, so now let's go to Malachi 3 and 10. Everybody know about the book of Malachi. They get scared. Let me read that. Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be meat in my house and prove me now wherewith saith the Lord of hosts if I will not open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that ye should that, that there shall not be enough room to receive it. I'll read it again. Listen to the scripture carefully. It's serious. Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, not the preacher's pocket. It says what? Storehouse. 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 What do you mean? Your storehouse. In the church is the bank account where they keep the money. And somebody that got sense and God allows to take care of the finances because they're going to maintain it. They're not going to be sticking it in their pocket like some people I know. Yes, I do know some that were sticking the money in their pocket. Yes, I do. They suffered for it, but they did it. However, the Bible said, bring you all the tithes in the storehouse that there may be meat in my house so they can make sure the lights are paid. 
The broad TV, they used to have radio broadcast. The radio broadcasts were paid. If they had staff, that the staff was paid. The place was kept clean and safe. Oil to keep the place warm. Pay for the electricity bill for the light and the air conditioning. And then if the pastor was on salary, they pay the pastor. So it says, bring ye all the tithes in the storehouse that there may be meat in my house. And now he says to you, the individual, after you pay your tithes, you bring your tithes in. Like you're supposed to. He, then he says something unique. The Lord God says, and prove me. Now, listen what he said. Listen to this. He said, prove who? Me. The Lord is saying, prove him, not man. See, now you got to understand something here. I want to I really get clear on this tonight. When you pay your tithe, you must do it with a cheerful heart. The Bible said God loves a cheerful giver. You hear that? God said he loved the cheerful giver. And he said that the liberal soul shall be made fat when you give. But I want to clear something up that destroy many people in church. Do not give. Do not pay your tithes or give offering in thinking God is going to give you 100% back of money all the time. It is a lie. It is not true. There's nowhere in the Bible that God said he's going to give you back 100% money every time. It is not true. And I'm going to tell the truth. He said he'll give back some 100, some 60, some 30. Because it's not always going to be money. It may, he may give you an increase in your job capacity. He may give you an increase in your health. He may give you blessings. People bringing you food, going shopping for you, taking you somewhere where you can't get on your own, paying for a trip for you. Paying a car note for you. I know one individual right now that's blessed. God blessed her. She's been blessed. She sent us, she didn't have no money. She sent us a $20 offering. And I was shocked because I knew she ain't had no money. But she had got a little money and she sent the offering. She's struggling to take care of kids and stuff. And she sent a $20 offering, uh, a $25 offering. I was deeply touched by it. Turn around. Somebody paid her rent for her. And her rent's not $20. And it's not $500 neither. Okay? I had nothing to do with it. When you give, I want you to understand this and get this in your mind and your heart. When you give, Give as unto you, given to God's work, not to the preacher. Because when you give it as unto the preacher, you're not getting no reward from God. You're not getting no reward from God because you're not giving it to him. You're giving it to the preacher. Well, I got to pay my tithes to Pastor Wells said you got to pay my tithes. I know. Tithes have been around before I was thought of. Before all of us were thought of. It's not new. I keep trying to tell people a lot of things from the Old Testament has been instituted into the New Testament before time began. 
So I said, bring your other tithes in the storehouse that there may be meat in my house and prove me herewith, saith the Lord of hosts. If I will not do what? Open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing. You! Now listen, hear me. He ain't telling you what type of blessing. I've heard people say, I gave the church a thousand dollars and I got a hundred thousand dollars. Nonsense. I'm telling you the truth. God will open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing. He didn't say what type of blessing, but just look for God to bless you. When you do what you, yeah, you got to hold God to his word. He's not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. If God said it, he'll do it. If he spoke it, he'll bring it to pass. I'm looking to the Lord to make ways for me right now. I'm depending on God for a few things. I'm just not going to tell you what they are, but I'm really dependent on God to make work some things out for me because it's out, it's out of my hands. Only he could do it. And I'm just depending on waiting on him. You got to wait on God. And he says, see, if not, uh, if thou will not open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it. Did you hear that? Room enough. This is the thing about God. He likes to overgive you. He likes to overbless you. Oh, y'all ain't hear me. God likes to overgive you. God likes to overbless you. He likes to bless you going in. He likes to bless you coming out. That's how he operates. I like that. So he said it would not be enough room for you to receive the blessing. Tithing. Bringing all the tithes into the storehouse like you're supposed to. Do what you're supposed to do. Okay, Sister Wells, go to 1 Corinthians chapter 16 and verse 2. Now, this is an interesting one. I want you to listen to this. A lot of people don't know about this scripture. I want you to listen to it. Don't run away. First Corinthians chapter 16 and verse 2. First Corinthians chapter 16 and 2. Mm-hmm. Upon the first day of the week, let every one of you lay by him in store as God hath prepared him, that there be no gatherings when I come. Do you have any idea what that means? Okay, let me explain it. Look at that verse. Upon the first day of the week, let every one of you lay by him store as God has prospered him that there be no gathering when I come. I'm going to read it again. Upon the first day of the week, let every one of you lay by him store as God has prospered him, that there be no giving, gathering when I come. When the first day of the week is what they did. They gathered up, they, as they put aside their first fruits of the income that they made, whether it was vegetables, whether it was cattle, whether it was money, and they put it on the side. So there would be no gathering for that trying to take up an offering and trying to take up tithe when the man of God came. And then there's another scripture where they put the money at the feet of the apostles. Now, 
That is the New Testament term for Titan. The Old Testament is in Malachi. You have an option. In my ministry, we teach the option. You could do the old 10% or you could do the first fruits of what you have. What God has blessed you with. That's it. That's simple. I could go into more detail later at another time on the first fruits. But upon the first day of the week, let every one of you lay by him so as God has prospered him that there be no gathering when I come. You have put aside the money. All you got to do is put it in the offering plate when it comes. You're not going up there getting no change. I need change of $10. No, you already put aside. But when you put it in the envelope, you get you some tithing envelopes. If you want me to send you some, I'll send you some. Get you some tithing envelopes. Put the money aside. Either you're going to send it by, or you, I don't know, they got all the technology now. You can send your tithe by PayPal, um, Vimo, Vamo, whatever they call it, uh, Cash App, uh, what's the other, Zelle, uh, they got Kazillion ones. Tightly, we have Tightly, you can send your tithe when you just turn out of church, then they use Gibbly too. Gibbly too, a lot of churches use Gibbly too. Yeah, cash out. We give Lee tightly. You can set it for every every uh tie month, every month or every two weeks, however you get paid, we your, your ties automatically go into your uh, uh go into uh, uh um was paid to the, the ministry. But the thing is that you put that aside so when you come, you could just give God praise. You're not trying to find your ties. See, the problem with most of the churches, they don't give God first. I'm not talking about preachers. Understand what I'm saying? I'm not talking about preachers. Y'all got to understand what I'm saying. I know a lot of people scared when they get upset and scared when they hear somebody talking about Titus. I'm talking about you doing what you're supposed to do before God. I'm not talking about preachers. I'm talking about you having your ties together. You know what you make. You giving 10% off of it? Oh, let me enlighten you on something else. I know everybody's going to get upset. You paying your tithes at the end of it for the whole year, and at the end of the year, you claim you want a, you, you want a tax form from the uh, church so you can claim it on your ta taxes. Beloved, you're deceiving yourself. When you stand before God, you're going to get in trouble. I'm not kidding you because you're not paying God no tithe. You just simply claiming it at the end of the year like you do your job. You're not paying tithes. You claiming back what you're giving God. You that's why you have so many problems. Stop claiming your tithes. Stop cursing yourself. <laughs> they don't understand. People curse themselves. They claiming their tithes at the end of the year. I ain't never claim my tithes. I had a friend that worked with the IRS, and she plainly told me. You claiming your tithes, you ain't gave God a dime. That's what she said. And she made sure she paid her tithes and all offering. She said, oh, I'm doing this paying my tithes and all offering. I'm not giving them another dime. That's what she said. But she was serious. She said, you call yourself claiming your tithes at the end of the year. You ain't gave God a dime. I'm like, what? She said, that's what it is. Because she worked for the IRS. She knew. They say, you just claiming back what you gave God. 
you ain't gave God a dime. That's why so many people are broke. They claim they tithe back every year. Every single year. They've been doing it for years. And they wonder why they have so many problems. You ain't gave God nothing. You treat God like your boss. You treat God like your child. I'm claiming that money back. I spent all that money. I'm claiming all the money back. They took all that tires that tax out of me. I'm not claiming it. Stop paying your claiming your tithes. You don't have to believe me. Continue to do it. Now you've been enlightened. You're responsible. That's what I like about Bible study. I tell you the truth. So tithing helps you receive more from God. Because when you give it as unto God, when you give it as unto the, there's a difference. Okay, listen to this. Listen to this. I'm going to read something to you. <clears throat> there's, a, there's, there's different types of offerings in the Bible. Different types. So I'm going to give you one. I'm going to give you two types tonight. Now listen to the first one. This type of offering in the Old Testament is a minor child. M-I-N-C-H-A-A. M-I-N-C-H-A-H. Minor child. Are considering grain offering. The purpose of the grain offering was voluntary to express devotion to God. It's manica. It's called manica. M I N C H A H, or grain offering. It, this was the purpose of the purpose of the grain offering was to voluntarily express devotion to God, recognizing His goodness and providence. The instructions for grain offerings are given in Levit Leviticus chapter 2. Generally, it was cooked, bread, baked, grilled, or roasted, or uh, uh, made into cereal. Now, people gave those type of things then. Think about, you could do some of them things for your, your pastor, your leader. You could give them some kind of food gift. And do But I do with that unto the Lord. But uh, all preachers don't eat from everybody, so you got to be a trusted person. But this was an offering. You could also uh, give something unto the Lord. Establish a little something special between you and the Lord as that grain offering. If you don't have nobody to give anything to. I don't eat from everybody anyway. So, uh, you know, I'm real picky about who I eat from. I miss Brother Oliver because I used to love to gobble up his food and drink tons of his killer coffee. <laughs> I miss him. Okay. <clears throat> Okay, although the um and the remainder went oh that's right that's right, and the remainder of the uh grain offering went to the priest for their meal. Although uh it was instructed to, uh, to be a, a a free will offering of the grains, it appears that that earlier free will offering expression of devotion to God for gratitude and the goodness and providers may have been first fruits of livestock also. So that's just one type of offering. You could offer up something that you could give to uh, the ministry. Let's say uh, the ministry's having a, a, a dinner. I'm not in um, um, a lot of um, uh, fundraising dinners and stuff. I'm not into that. But let's just say uh, they have an appreciation dinner for their pastor. Then you're going to do the um, grain offering. You're going to make sure you specifically have some food for that service. And you're going to offer it up to God. As unto God. This is a sacrifice you're going to make. But it's going to be a, a grain offering. A lot of people don't know these things. They're simple stuff. that we don't do. 
Okay. So now let's move on. I have one more. Let me get to that. Now let's move on. <clears throat> let's go to Luke chapter 6, verse 38. Luke chapter 6, verse 38. Listen to what it says. This is a proper scripture. Everybody knows it. Everybody jump up and down about it. It says, Given it shall be given unto you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, shall men give it to your bosom. For with measure that ye meet with law, shall be measured to you again. Ooh, I'm going to spill the water on me. Okay. Look at the scripture again. Look at it. It says what? Give. Give. G-I-V-E. Give. And it shall be given unto you. You got to do the first part. <laughs> A lot of people get upset over that. Nobody never gives me nothing. The scripture said what? Give. <laughs> I have to laugh. Some people get bent out of shape because everybody overlooked them. Give. I ain't talking about just money. I'm talking about time, devotion, love, and concern. Give. And hear, hear what it says. And it shall be given unto you. Go visit some of the widows that you know. Yeah. Go visit some of the widows that you know. Give. And it shall be given unto you in what? Good measure. God don't give garbage. In good measure. Then it says, press down. Shake in together. Like you do a milkshake. Shake in together. And what? Run it over. That's when you have a cup. It's overflowing and all running over. Shall men, this is what it's saying there, shall men, God is going to touch people to give into your bosom. However, it says plainly, for with the measure that men, with the Lord shall be measured to you again, what you gave, you ain't getting no more than that. You give $10 and you think you're getting a thousand back. You got to give from your heart, first of all. I know that's not a popular message with people jumping up and down, but it's just the truth. Don't expect God to give you a lot of nothing if you ain't gave nothing. I don't understand why. I was watching this movie and this woman was a part of some church. And they had a record of what she gave. Whenever she wrote, she wrote a check, $2, $3. Oh, she was a millionaire. Somehow, she lost all her money. She come into the church for help. Oh, I need you to help me. I need help. They said, you, you don't even help nobody in the church. The books show here that you only give a dollar. You write a check for a dollar, two dollars, three dollars. You live in that big mansion over there. You never really gave anything to God. You were just throwing a couple of bucks at him to make it feel good. And now you want the church, which doesn't have the money, to help you 
live your lifestyle, you live, give you give you money. We don't have it. Brian gave you gave one and two dollars. You didn't give it from your heart. You just threw it at us, and we know we know how you treated the people. You have to do stuff from your heart. It's not how much you have. I, I always remember the story of Apostle Washington years ago when he was a young minister. He said he had a whole bunch of change in his pocket. And somebody had gave him some, you know, back then in the 40s, 50s, 60s. Everybody didn't have dollar bills, so they had a whole bunch of change. So they get here. Somebody gave him change to put in the offering. And he had a bunch of change in his pocket. So he said he didn't know which. He couldn't remember what the person gave him. He had to take everything out of his pocket and put it in the offering plate because he didn't want to mess with God's money. That's something? That may say, oh, that's silly. No, it's not. If somebody give me a dollar dime to put in, that, in, the, in the church account, that's where it's going because it's not my money. God, look at those small things as well as those big things. You got to be careful when you're dealing with the things of God. You don't want to put yourself in a trick bag where you can't get out because when you're in trouble with God, nobody will help you. Amen. So the scripture here says, given it shall be given unto you in good measure. Press down. I like that part. Press down, shaking together, running over, shall men give into your brother. They'll give you so you can't have no more. You got too much room. That's enough. You gave me too much. I can't take it. I don't need it. I have a brother-in-law that once in a while he, he gives me shoes. I can't take no shoes from him. I just got too many pairs. It's nice of him to do. He give, he don't give cheap shoes. He gave me a $600 pair of shoes, too. I, I just ain't got nowhere for him. I got too many pairs of shoes. I got about 27, uh, 28, 29 pairs of shoes. I got too many shoes. I like them all. Some of them, both of my boy. But I got so many. I Believe me. Don't give me no shoes. If you want to bless me, bless me financially. Take me to a nice restaurant when things are safer. But don't buy me no shoes. Okay, so oh, buy me a nice tie set. I like tie. Okay, so the scripture said that it's given, it shall be given unto you in good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall men give into your bosom, inside into your pockets, in your vest pocket, or in your pocketbook. For what measure that you have been given? That's why I told people. People cheat. And they get they, they give because they gotta give tithes. Oh, I gotta give offering. The pastor asked for I'm not talking about preaching that bay. I'm not talking about that. Please, everybody. I need a quarter. Yeah, they go to I seen one preacher do it. He started with $25, dropped down to a quarter. I was so disgusted with that man. Now, please, everybody that can now give a quarter. I'm like, what kind of garbage is this? I take up one offering. That's what ties and offering. That's it. This guy was down to the quarter. I'm like, this is ridiculous. I've been in one church. They took up three offerings. I said, this is foolishness. Stop begging. Axe. The Bible said axe. I axe. Like my pastor taught us. Axe. Axe. I asked people to help me support the broadcast, to keep the TV broadcast on and podcast on. YouTube and Twitter, I don't pay for as of yet. And I'm having problems with uh, Twitter now. It's not working right. But um, right now, I don't pay for Twitter and YouTube. I pay for the streaming service 
Uh, uh, we pay for the, uh, the podcast. We pay for the TV broadcast. And people all over the world are listening to the podcast. And I'm really grateful about that. The Bible study is an on uh, uh, podcast, only Sunday service. However, we're working on having a 24-hour channel, TV channel, just for the Bible study. Like this dollars. They're not doing it for free. I got to pay for it. That's why I ask people to give. I'm not, I'm not talking about, I didn't ask you to give Pastor Bernard Wells a penny. I said, help the ministry. That's why I sent you to the website to the, become a partner page. You ain't giving me a dime. I ain't asked nobody to give me a dime. If you want to give me a free will offering, that's on you. I didn't ask you, but I said, take care of the ministry. I ain't asked you for a dime for me. I, I, I need, but I'm not asking. I want you to take care of the ministry. That's a burden off me when people help me with the ministry. And it's the same thing with the churches you belong to. If the man or woman of God is really preaching the truth, they really need the help. Don't just yeah. sit there waving. Thank you, Jesus. God can pray for me. No. Give. Help release the burden. Amen. That's why the scripture says, Given it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall men given to your bosom for the measure that you give. That's what you're going to get back. And if you give it with a grudging heart, ah, forget it. You ain't getting nothing. You ain't getting nothing. I seen people do it. I seen people do, do it. I seen people do it. <laughs> Even behind famous preachers, write them a check for $1,000 and ask the preacher to pray for them. And the preacher already know. Him praying for them is not going to get them a hundred thousand dollars. Plus that ten, a thousand or ten thousand from it. He already know that, but they too dumb to know that. There's something to think about. Mm -hmm. Take care of the ministries you belong to. If you're part of this online ministry with the Tabernacle Deliverance, give and stop making excuses. Okay, now let's go on. Sister Wells, go to um, uh, Leviticus chapter twenty-seven. In verse 31, I want you to listen to this verse. This is another very important verse about tithing. You need to understand. I learned it at a young time. I was so upset when I learned about this scripture. I was very upset with myself. Okay, read 20, Leviticus chapter 27, verse 31. And if a man will at all redeem part of his tithe, he shall add thereto the fifth part thereof. <laughs> oh, could you explain that? Maybe you, you understand that verse? Yeah, uh, well, when you redeem something, you take it back uh -huh. pretty much, or you get it back. You know, you don't have to take it back because uh -huh. someone's giving it back. Uh huh. So, is it if a man will at all redeem or his tithe? So, you redeem your tithe, you may borrow it, or uh huh, good. He shall add there to the good part. So you have to add uh, a percentage. Yes. I'll read the verse to you. I learned this. I was upset when I read. I was upset. This year, many years ago, I was very upset when I read this. Because it says here, and if a man will at all redeem all of his tithe, any of his tithes, he shall add there to a fifth part thereof, 5%. I wasn't making much money and I borrowed my tithe and I wound up seeing the scripture. I was upset now. What? 
percent more. That broke me out of that habit. <laughs> I'm not borrowing no ties. Yes, people borrow their ties because they got to pay it, pay a bill. You're just not trusting God enough. You trust him, but not enough. So you borrow the ties. And say so you're going to pay double up next week or next uh, next pay period. And not a lot of times you can't double up. It don't happen like that. That's why God said, you go borrow ties that belong to me. I want you to give me 5% more back. Because you had no business borrowing the ties. You're supposed to be trusting me to provide for you. It's about relationship, beloved. It's really about relationship. Did you hear that? What do a child do, Maxine? Who they depend on to feed them? A little baby. Their parents. There you go. I mean, that's who they depend on. Their guardian, parent, to feed them. My niece that was here a little while ago. She looks to us to give. She looks to me. She like me to give her yummy. I give her yummies. Okay, I'm a yummy now. I like yummy. She knows Uncle Bernard got yummy. She knows I'll give her yummy. She knows I'm going to treat her good. She already knows that. She knows I'm not going to treat her bad or abuse anything. She knows I'm going to treat her good. So, when you borrow from your tithe, you redeem your tithe and don't pay your tithe or borrow part of the tithe and pay piece of the tithe. God said he wants 5% more back. Oh, I know you're probably crawling up. No, oh, no, don't tell me. I don't want to know. It's too late. I already told you. It's already recorded in heaven. I told you what the scripture says. People say, well, I don't live by the Old Testament. Well, you can't live by the New Testament because the Old Testament is the foundation of the church. <laughs> when you borrow from your tithe, you got to give God 5% back. I, the church has nothing to do with this. The pastor has nothing to do just between you and God. A lot of people don't understand, just between you and God, you taking God's money that belongs to him. A tenth of everything you own belongs to God. Want to know something? You want to learn something about the mafia? Let's say you own a store and you buy $20,000 from him. A percent of every dime that come out of that store probably forever is theirs or they're going to kill you behind. Got to be careful who you make agreements with. But God said you borrowed tithe, 5% more belongs to him. I know that's not a popular Bible study, but it's to help you learn how to be blessed properly. Yeah. And you can bless the ministry better. I know I know one sister. She was blessing about five or six different ministries. Yep, even helping missions. She didn't make much money, but she, she, she sent her money that way. $10 here, $20 there. And she said it that when she was doing it regularly. I just shook my head. How did she manage to do a lot? Because she managed her money. Another reason why you don't receive blessings and financial records um, from your band, your tithes and orphans, you don't manage your money. We were discussing this recently. Again, many people pay tithes and orphans are still broke. Amen. They used to drink, smoke, party away their money, gamble away their money. And now they're truly saved, Holy Ghost filled, fire baptized, serving the Lord, and still broke. And they cry every day, Lord bless me, Lord bless me, Lord bless me. And the Lord keeps whispering to them, manage your money better. Manage your money better. And they won't listen. So I'm going to tell you today, 
Thus saith the Lord, manage ye your funds. That's what we all got to do. Pay your tithes, but you got to manage your funds. Not nobody else. Manage the money that God bless you with so he could bless you with more. Manage the funds that you have so you could do more and be blessed more. Leviticus 27 and 31 for one more time. But yeah, and if a man will at all redeem all of his tithes, any of his tithes, he shall thereto add a fifth part thereof pay back. Let's move on. All right. Here's the favorite kick in the head for the night. Malachi 3 and 8 says, Will a man rob God? Maxine, will a man rob God? Will a man rob God? They shouldn't. I said, Willie. Yes. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> right. A man will rob God. You say, How do you rob God? It says, Yet ye have robbed me. And but ye say, Where have we robbed you? They didn't tithe and offering. <laughs> Tithes and offering, you rip God off. You have, you don't even know how to tithe properly. You claiming all the tithes back at the end of the year, you're ripping God off. Amen. That's why you're struggling paying your new car, car note. Stop ripping God off. Amen. He said, You robbed me in your tithes and your offering. You asked, Good job. I ain't robbed God. He said, You robbed me in your tithes and offering. You don't even want to give an offering. You know, I ain't got no money to give an offering. You know what? When a person gives a dollar, send a dollar through PayPal, we accept it. It costs probably five, five or ten cents to send send it. So we'll get like 90 cents. Every time somebody says something through PayPal or uh, tightly anything, uh, we pay for it. Yeah. In fact, we had one member uh, uh, paying tithes through Cash App, and boy, Cash App was charging dollars. That's right. And they was paying tithes faithfully to it every month. They helped the ministry stay on the air and stuff. But the thing here is, it says, will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me, but you say, I rob you. He says, yo, where we rob you, man? I ain't rob God. I love God. I ain't robbing. He said, yeah, but you robbed me in tithes and offering. You go buy a new dress. I want you to listen to this. You go buy a new dress, a new suit, and won't pay your tithe. You gonna go, you got the goal and the nerve to go buy you some new shoes, some new drawers, new hat, and come looking good in church. Or go to work looking good, but you don't pay your tithes properly. Oh, I, I couldn't pay it. Stop buying that stuff on credit. Pay that credit card down. Pay it off. That's what we got to do. Pay it off. Make sure you pay your tithes. Well, you can pay your tithes by credit card if you want. You could call and go to, uh, uh, I'll become a partner, pay and use your credit card. Ain't nobody is, there's no escape. I was talking to a young person tonight. 
that listen to the podcast. I said, you listen to the podcast? You like it? Oh, yeah, I like the podcast. Yeah, I listened to it. I didn't get this week, but I like it. I said, send an offering to keep the podcast on. It's not free. <gasps> it's not free? No. It's not free. The podcast isn't free. We are on uh, Google, um, iHeart. We're on a bunch of them. We're going to up, uh, upgrade them a little more. But the whole thing is, they're not free. I don't beg. I ask. I ain't hounding nobody to give. I ask. But I'm doing the Bible study to get you to get better uh, tonight about Titan to get a better idea of what tithe is and how it works for you. I'm not talking about the preacher. I'm talking about for you. See, when we do what we're supposed to do, then we can look back and rest in God. You ain't got nothing to do with no man. So it says, you have robbed me and tithes and offer, learn to give offerings. If you're not a full part of this ministry, give an offering. Give 5 or $10 uh, uh, every time you come on if you can. $40 a month or something. It does make a difference. It does. It does. There's a mission I would like to help. Our ministry would like to help. There's a mission that we would like to help, but we don't have the finances to do it, but I really would like to help it. But I, I don't have the finances. I need more uh, finances for the church, and then we could, we could do that. That would be nice. You'll be a part of going your crown, so to be in one. That's what it's about. That's what it's about. So when it's so. Okay. Now, let me read another offering to you. Listen to this. This is the third offering. It's called the Shelem. S-H-E-L-E-M. The Shelem. Or they consider peace offering. This category first was discussed in Leviticus chapter 3. It includes a Thanksgiving offering. A free war offering and a cluster a, a, a wave offering. The offering could be cattle, sheep, or a goat. Uh, or it could be a male or female, whichever it is. However, with us, it is also a Thanksgiving, also uh, includes a variety of different things that you get. A peace offering was to be consecrated, uh, to consecrate a male between two or three parties before, two or three, two, part, two or more parties before God. So, check this out. When me and Brother Oliver would get together, that's what we would have. We would have a peace off a peace offering meal together. We would get together and we would celebrate. We would sit down sometime and just talk about the Lord, talk about the ministry over a cup of coffee, over so he used to whip, whip up some wacky dishes because he was a professional chef. So he used to make me, I used to get some yum, yum, yum dishes. Oh my gosh, you should have tried his. Oh my gosh, his salmon would blow you away. Oh my gosh. He make big pieces. I'll be gobbling it up. Ooh, wee. Oh, my gosh. I love that. I miss Brother Oliver. Oh, my gosh. He's a father. He was a father to me and the Lord. But I miss him because, ooh, he used to make me so good. Oh, I love him. I love him. I love him. Okay. But the thing about this offering, it was between people. If you notice, church folks like to eat. Ain't that true? Amen. Church amen. folks love to eat. We love to eat. We love to munch. I love to munch. Amen. Oh, we love to get together and munch and have some coffee and have uh, uh, go out. To, I remember when I first got saved, we used to go out for go to breakfast, then go to service, then go out to lunch. Oh, we used to have time. Love to eat. Yum, yum, yum. But the peace offering. Could include a different thing. 
but it's consecrated between this time you get together, fellowship with this person. God wants us to offer peace offerings to him. Not about war. They do have peace offerings for war to get together, leaders of the country get together, talk over strategies or what they don't want to kill each other, blow each other up and stuff. Yeah, like that. They make treaties and all that kind of stuff. But the thing here is about the peace offering is um, between two or three parties and it's consecrated also the men of God would take part in that. So we got to look at the whole story of what God is trying to do with us with tithing and offering. Give it all from your heart. Challenge yourself. Here's the thing I want to teach you. You can't outgive God. I don't care how much money. I don't care how much time you give. You can't outgive God. Think about King Hezekiah. God gave him 15 more years when he was given up to die. Everybody gave him up to die. God gave him 15 more years. You can't outgive God. I like him. 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 Can't outgive him. All right. Let's move on. Sister Wells, go to uh, 2 Timothy chapter. Two, verse six. Second Timothy, chapter two, verse six is all about giving cheerfully. God loves a cheerful giver. Okay, Sister Wells, Second uh, Timothy, chapter two, verse six. Second Timothy, chapter two and six. Sorry. The husband man that labored. Yeah? So is it the husband man is the first person? That, that's what it means? No, my dear. Uh, in a sort of sense, yes. Okay, let me explain it. You got it? You have to be first partaker. Once you labor, so it's the work. The person that works. Okay, go ahead. Okay, the husband man is the preacher. The husband man that labors in the ministry must be first partake of the fruits. Now, you can look at it two ways. Some people, most preachers, gonna look at it. I'm supposed to take the charge off the top. Lies. The, the first, the, the Bible says the husband man that labors must be first partake of the fruits. You gotta give up your charge too. Preachers are supposed to pay their tithes and their offerings. Yes. Oh, for the record, if you if you don't have a job and you don't have no money, don't beat yourself upside the head that you can't pay tithes. You can't pay something you don't have. God don't hold you accountable for what you don't have. He can't hold you accountable for what you have, don't have, but ask him to bless you so you will be able to. I've seen people do it. 
Okay, here's one of my weekly uh, uh, stories to tell you. I like to tell little stories about me. Okay, some years ago, I was uh, fellowshipping with one of my friends at his church. And I told this corny story before, but it's true. Um, and he said that he wanted everybody to get $50 to help offset uh, the new year for uh, paying a, a rent of the place. Okay. So I said, yeah, oh, Lord, if I had the $50 to give him, this many years ago, um, I, I give it. So I forgot all about it. Come Christmas time, my mother-in-law gave me an envelope. Merry Christmas, Lord. I opened the envelope. What do you think sitting in a big, nice, crisp $50 bill? And as soon as I got ready to say, oh, thank you. Before I could say thank you, the Lord brought to my attention you said you was going to give the church the pastor the $50 to help offset the thing, didn't you? I'm like, oh, I just got it. Be careful what you say to the Lord. Amen. He doesn't forget. So I had to give my Christmas $50 to the church. The pastor had nothing to do with this. He had no idea about what the conversation I had with God. Amen. There's another time at the same church. I'm, I'm sitting there. Um, I, I was going to give a $10 offering just another time, right? The Lord told me to put the whole $100 bill in. Nobody heard me. And I was fighting. No, no, no. I said, put the whole thing in. There. No, no, no. I was fighting. I just want to put 10, 10. I was fighting. Hold on to the $100 and let it go. <laughs> I let it go. I felt better. <laughs> Nobody knew what was going on. But I'm telling you, when you tell God things, be careful. The man hates you. He's not deaf. Amen. The devil have you thinking God don't hear you. When you're a sinner, God don't hear you. He only hears your repentance prayer. Other than that, when you're serving God, God hears you. That's why he reminded me about the 50 bucks. Of course I wasn't jumping for joy. That would have been $50 for me to buy some yummy. But I had to take care of the work of God because I already promised I was going to give it if I had it. There we go. So the scripture here tells us the husbandman that laboreth in the field and the ministry must be far partake of the fruits. You got to do this. Amen. See, the day preachers taking that they supposed to take the first of the money that come in the church. That's not true. They need to get a secretary. They need to get a financial manager that can take care of the money and set aside a certain amount of money for the pastor if he's due to get it. Man, I seen a video of a preacher actually stealing the money. I ain't lying. I seen it with my own. I couldn't believe it. I would have been scared to death do something. He right in the church in the pastor's office taking the money out of the basket, sticking it in his pocket. And they caught him red-handed. They had the video to show him. That's foolish, stupid. Amen. So you must be first of all, take out the fruits. Don't tell nobody else that they need to pay tithes and offering. and you'll never give a dime. My, one of my relatives asked me, said, Bernard, do you pay tithes? I said, what are you, nuts? <laughs> what, you want me to be cursed? Call them pay tithes. What are you, nuts? You insane? <laughs> All right, let's move on. Okay, let me read the next one. I want you to listen to this verse. Sow the fields. This is Psalms 107 and 37. Psalms 107 and 37. It says, sow the fields and plant vineyards, which may yield fruits of increase. I'm going to read it again. 
Psalms 107 and 37 says, Sow the field, plant vineyards, which may yield fruits of increase. Now listen to this. Make sure when you sow in your time in those fields of light on your job with friends and then you plant vineyards. You invest money in places. You invest money in stocks and security. But the rest of the verse says right here which may yield you Yield fruits of increase. Got to make sure it's going to bring you some fruits of increase. See, friendship. I want to tell you something about friendship. It don't yield you an increase if it's not real friendship. If it's one-sided friendship, when you're the friend and they're just paying you, paying you no mind, there's no increase. Amen. There's no establishment. There's no protection. There's nothing. Okay, let's go on and not hit another side. A marriage without love is no marriage at all. A marriage without, all right, put it this way. A marriage without trust is nothing. Mm-hmm. There's two characters living together. At any given time, they're going to cut each other's throat. A marriage without trust is nothing, and that's the same thing with God. You have no trust in God, and God don't have no trust in you. Here's the thing for you, beloved. All these preachers run around, I'm apostle so-and-so and bishop so-and-so. I want to tell you something. They that are known of God are known of him. Those that know God are known of him. Amen. You can ask God about them if they're genuine. You can ask God if I'm genuine enough. If you really know God, ask him. I ain't got to try to impress you. Just tell you the truth. Ask God. He'll tell you. Ain't no secret. He's going to tell you, ah, he ain't real. Or he's going to say, he's the real McCoy. He works with me. He strives to do all he can. So sow the fields, the right type of fields, plant the right type of vineyards of life for people, investment, ministry. You could be going to a ministry that's not a vineyard for life. It breeds death and destruction because the preacher don't walk with God. If you don't walk with God, you I'm telling you, you're going to get jacked in the end. You can fool yourself all you want. You can fool yourself if that preacher is not a real man of God. You deceiving yourself. You setting yourself up for a fall, and I ain't kidding you. Amen. That's why it says that which may yield fruits of increase. That's why people sometimes they have arguments with people all the time because it's a one-sided relationship. You need to have feel that that grow and that manufactures and grow and spout up and bring up more and grow together. I know of a story of two ladies that fell out. Two friends fell out because they went by walking by a store, seen a dress. Once a day, they both wanted a dress. They said, oh, I'm going to get the dress. Oh, I'm not going to get it. And then they both go around and buy the same dress. When they seen each other with the dress on, they fell out for life over a stupid behind dress. That's how it works. Okay. Okay, Sister Wells, go to Luke 18 and 12. And 13, 12 and 13. Luke 18, 12 and 13. We're just about finished. Luke 18 at verse 12 and 13. Luke 
18 verses 12 to 13. If I fast twice in the week, I give tithe of all that I possess. And the publican standing afar off said, not lift up so much as his eyes unto heaven, but smoke upon his breast, saying, God be merciful to a sinner. Tell me about that verse. So it says, I fast twice a week, I will give I give tithes. So so this was about um with the person that didn't didn't um how you say that wasn't lifted up or about they paying their campaign is tithes. However, um, there was, uh, and he asked, if you go to the next verse, it said, and the publican standing afar off would not lift up as so much as his eye. So the publican was given his money also, but he didn't even really acknowledge. They just gave to give, just give, gave it, just gave it to give it. <laughs> if that makes sense. You know, just to be to say that I gave such and such, I gave this amount, but he really didn't serve God because it says here so much as his eyes until he didn't even lift up his eyes to heaven. No, nope, he smote, didn't. He said he smote upon his breast. Like, look at that verse, beloved. This is our closing scripture for tithing tonight. Look at that verse. It says. Uh, Luke 18, 12, and 13 says, I fast twice in the week. I give tithe of all that I possess. And the publican standing afar off would not lift so much as his eyes to heaven, but smited on his breast, dropped his head to his chest, saying, God, be merciful unto me, a sinner. Why? Because the man feared God. He didn't care about the money he was given. Or if he Amen. couldn't give. He wanted God to forgive him of his sins. He asked God to have mercy on him. The other guy was bragging. I fast twice in a week every day, God. Oh, he bold. I fast twice in a week, God. And I give tithes of all that I own. And you read on in that story. He said, I'm not like that sinner over there. Dirty man. Your tithes and your offering could get you cursed. That's what the problem with this man. He was filled up with pride and arrogance, not humility. When you like that, God don't want your money. Keep it. Keep your stinking money. God don't want your stinking money. He'll take a dollar from a man with a cheerful heart and a loving heart that loves him. Yes? I'm sorry. So I hope I didn't say something wrong. So the publican was the person that was humble. He humbled himself. Yeah, I made him. I hope I didn't say it. He right. humbled himself. And then the then the he was afraid. He humbled himself. He bowed himself and wouldn't look up to heaven and say, "Lord, be merciful unto me, a sinner." Because the man already knew he was in the mess. The oh. other man was bragging. I'm sorry. So I re so let me rephrase. I apologize to all those that heard me before because I must have misunderstood the scripture. Just to, re to clarify, 
So it says, and the publican standing afar off would not lift up so much as his eyes unto him. So he was more um he was humble. Humble. He was repentant. Okay, I made him a say I thought it was the fat the other man that didn't. No, the other man was eyes. proud and arrogant. Oh, and he said he was bragging. What I do, God, I fast and pray. Okay, I got it. That's like me going to God. I do Bible study and I do Sunday on Wednesday night and I do service on Sunday, God. Now you got to talk to me. What? Okay, I'm glad you uh, cleared it up because I may have said something. Okay. You got to be careful how you present yourself to the living God. He's not a trash toy. Amen. He's not your flunky. Tied and often are important. But God don't want your money when you ain't right. When you ain't doing right. You think you're psyching them. And a lot of people that go to church, and I'm going to tell you another thing, stop doing. When people ask for offerings, they ask everybody to give $25. Stand up, sit your behind down. Put your hand in the air if you got $50 to give. Keep your hand down. There's no reward. The Bible said what you do in secret, God will reward you openly. I was in the service years ago. And the pastor was getting gaining, gathering money. Uh, for the uh, uh, for the building that they were trying to get, whatever the thing was. And he was read off how much people gave. I went up to him, because I know him personally, I said, I'm going to warn you right now. If you tell people how much this check is, I'm going to cancel it. Okay? And it was a nice little check we were given. But I, was, I told him I was going to cancel that check. If you tell these, he looked at me, and I meant that. I said, you know me. I will cancel that check. If you tell anybody in this church how much it is, you'll cross that pulpit right now, that microphone, how much money I'm giving you, I will personally cancel the check. And I meant it. I gave it for my business. And then I, and I said, I'll, I'll cancel it. Because you, this is something you, I want y'all to understand it. This is something you're doing from your heart to help the ministry, not the man. Okay, if you want to give him something, that's something different, but that was for the ministry. So, you, you, nobody needs to know your business. Nobody needs to know that you're giving $50 or $100. There's no reward. There's no blessings for that because there's nothing done in secret. You're waving the $50 bill. You're on a $100 line. You're a dummy. Get off those lines. There's no blessings in that. Everybody know what you're doing. God said he loved the cheerful giver. Not the preacher. I see one preacher tell everybody to get blank checks. Just sign it. I'm serious. That I ain't giving you nothing. All right. Sister Wells, what's the memory scripture for tonight? The memory scripture is, Wherefore by their fruits shall ye know them? Matthew 7 and 20. Yes, not a fruit shall know them. Okay, now everybody, each week I give two gems, two gems of one word from two scriptures. And you can read it later and let the Lord bless you real good. Okay, the first gem is seek, seek, S-E-E-K. And that's coming from Psalms 27 and four, verse 4. Seek, Psalm 27 and verse 4. The next one is children, 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 little kids, children. That's coming from Proverbs 14 and 26. Now, if did anybody listen to this broadcast right now that don't know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, if you have problem paying your tithes and offering, let me pray for you now. Let's pray for repentance prayer first. Repeat after me, Lord Jesus, I ask you 
to forgive me of all my sin. I ask you to come into my heart to be my Lord and my personal Savior. I thank you for saving me right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, for those of y'all have problems paying tithes and offerings properly, I've given you the scriptures. I want to pray for you now. Father, in Jesus' name, every little soul that's listening and watching this broadcast right now that have problems paying their tithes and offerings in the ministry that they are part of, I ask that you encourage their heart and touch them. Oh God, break those yokes off their life. Open their understanding and they can do what they're supposed to do for those ministries, oh God, that they be able to tithe and give offerings, oh God, and that they would prosper and as they do it cheerfully from their heart. In Jesus' name, amen. Now listen, remember you can go to the Tabernacle Deliverance www.tabernaclederanceinc.org and you can leave a testimony, prayer request, and you can leave a love offering by going to the uh, Become a Partner page or pay tithes or whatever you want to do. Uh, and you could also um, send a love offering through the cash app at Pastor B.L. Wells. It's strictly for the church, not me. Pastor B.L. Wells. That's a cash app. Now we have Sunday service on Sunday afternoon. Until then, remember, Pay your tithes, pay your offering, do it from your heart, and receive God's greater blessings on your life. I'll see you Sunday. God bless.